Welcome to the State of Charge podcast, a fun, weekly, inspirational podcast to help recharge your spiritual batteries. Here with John Mann. Woo-hoo. I'm Matt Swartz. John, how you doing today? I'm doing all right today, man. It's been one of those mornings already. It's not <laughs> even eight o'clock in the morning for me here. So yeah, it's but it's good. You know, it's always fun to come in and do this. And no matter how my day starts, whether it's crazy or I'm just really tired or whatever it is, just getting here and coming in and doing this always, <laughs> no pun intended, recharges my batteries. You know? Well, <laughs> so I, it's so we, fun. We were just talking and, and praying before we started recording. Yeah. And I was just saying that uh, we really want this to be helpful for other people, but it's really been helpful for me. Oh, yeah, and, it's been helpful and, for both of us, yeah, right? It has been good. You know, when you were praying, you called this, Lord, thank you for allowing us to do this little experiment together. And uh, yeah, that's been really, really cool to see. It has been a spiritual uh, experiment for both of us, I think. Well, so. I, I think uh, anytime there's something for me that creates intentionality of some discussion with yeah. another man huh. has just got benefit right where things i'm processing or chewing on yeah and that to me has been really good you know it's interesting that you say that matt so oh. we are we are in our last official topic of our identity in christ for yep. season two yep and today's topic is purpose right right you just mentioned something that i think has been uh, a very intentional purpose in your life for a long as long as i've known you and that's having intentional intentional conversations with other other guys. Yeah, for sure. So I, maybe we'll get into that a little bit uh, in the in the podcast. But yeah, today's topic is purpose. You know, as we ha- find our identity in Christ, as we learn who uh, He wants us to be as as people, um, there's purpose and intent to that. Yeah. Right. And and we all, each and every one of us, if we're a Christ follower. We have been given specific purposes in our life that has been granted to us by God. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts on what that means to Matteo Schwartz. So it's interesting. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read a guy named Ryan Holiday. Uh, author has written a lot of really good books on uh, not just personal development, personal growth, but one of the things, I heard him speak at a conference uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and, and there was two things he said that really had an impact on me. One is the idea that an elevator pitch is not as useful as you think it is. Um, and, and his idea being is that uh, when you do an elevator pitch, hmm. like you, you're jumping into sales mode. Mm-hmm. And there's something inside of people that hmm. for most people, they immediately like put up a guard because now they just... Being sold sales. something. Right. And he said, it's better to take approach of really giving people, and we would use the word purpose, but like what you're about. Mm-hmm. So uh, it out of that, I, I really came back from this idea of, I want to be able to succinctly communicate to people what it is I'm about and what I do, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I kind of have two things that are really passionate in my life. Mm-hmm. One is helping men embrace fuller version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So I would say like, you know, hey, I help men give themselves permission to live, right? Hmm. So that's what that's one of the things I do. And the other yeah. is, and what I do globally in training pastors and leaders is to create disciple-making movements. And so for me, like I, I help end discipleship poverty. Yeah. But in Ooh, each, like one, each one of those purpose statements, here's the key point. Discipleship is, poverty. Yeah, that's Wait, my, let, let's just marinate on that for a second. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. I like that. Well, because ultimately that's the greatest 
poverty that exists in the world is discipleship poverty because mm. if we really are being intentional about Jesus, what Jesus called us to do, mm-hmm. which is make disciples, which means up close, personal, over time, not just making converts. The When we make converts, we actually perpetuate discipleship poverty. We mm. actually slow down the expansion of the gospel. Sure. The inefficient process of making a disciple, and I use the word inefficient purposely, a little bit cheeky, right? Because mm-hmm. the inefficient you know, process of making a disciple, it's what Jesus gave us. Yeah, it's not could, designed to be something that's done, done quickly. He could have done anything with three years of ministry, and he chose to give us an inefficient model of purposely investing in people mm-hmm. with the long-range vision of that they will mm-hmm. multiply deeper and greater expanse from mm. from that model, right? Yeah. When we don't do that, we create converts, and converts don't actually create more disciples. Mm. They they perpetually just intake and actually never really reach their potential. Yeah, it becomes that consumer Christianity, and that's discipleship poverty. Yeah, that's discipleship poverty. Interesting. Very cool. I think for me, some of the things that come to my mind when I think of my purpose in my life. Um, Obviously, I think for for all of us, the the obvious one is well, we want to please our heavenly Father, right? And and for me, how do I please my heavenly Father with where I'm at today? You know, I could I could always be thinking about you know the things down the future, and it's good to plan, but we're never guaranteed tomorrow. And so for me, I want to focus on okay, what is my intentionality today, um, and what is my purpose? today. And, you know, there's, I can compartmentalize it to some degree. Um, obviously it's overarching with my relationships toward Christ and those people that he's put me in front of. But when I'm at work, I want to be intentional with my work. I want to be intentional with the clients that I interact with. And hopefully I get a chance and an opportunity to display Mm. the grace and truth of Christ through my actions. Right. Um, Then the other obvious ones is when I'm at home, it's being a father and it's being a husband. Now, I don't have all of these things together by any stretch of the imagination. And there are days when uh, I do fail, sin creeps in and I become selfish and I don't want to do things. But the Lord's grace and mercy is upon me though. But for me, it's just really, what do I, what am I doing to making, to make sure that when I'm not in the picture, my children are godly people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been my, my, um, my thought process, uh, these last couple of years, especially now that I have adult children, right. You know, one whole that, different game, the whole different game. And, uh, and what's, what's really interesting with that is I have, Two adult children and then two younger, they're teenagers, but one's 16 and one's 13, is uh, making sure that the the lessons I learned with my older children, right, right. I, I don't make the same mistakes uh, that I made with my, my other two as, as raising them and just making sure that their love for Christ and their zeal for Christ through my actions... Um, towards them as a father, as a coach, as a friend, mentor, whatever you want to be, because your, your role changes as over time as a parent. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so those, I just, I, I get a sense of joy out of doing those things right now in life. You know, it's interesting. You talked about the changing role, right? Cause we moved from cop yeah. to coach to consultant. Yeah. Consultant is the hardest season of parenting, but nobody tells you that like, mm. clearly, 
because you have to sit there. Mm-hmm. 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 And they want you to tell them what to do, and you, you know, it's not always the best thing to do. Well, right? they don't always want you to tell. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, deep deep down, I really think they do. I know, deep but I'm, down, I'm saying like you know, so I if I'm still operating like coach, and I offer that advice without being invited, yeah, I get in trouble. That is true. And and yeah. so waiting for them to say, what do you think? That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. But let me just say this. So, because you really, really, really tapped into something that really leads into this topic well, which is, this is not unique to us as men. Like all of us want to be known hmm. and we want to know we're loved, right? That's the two most basic fundamental needs of, of being human is I want to be known and I want to know that I'm loved. Mm-hmm. So if if we forget that uh, God is a personal being, and, and this is a big deal, like God is not just aloof, you know, force out there. Mm-hmm. Like he is a person, and if he's a person, that means he can be known. And so for me, if, if I'm going to embrace this idea of identity, then he created me with this need to be known hmm. and this need to be loved. And, and so if, if I want to really embrace fully my identity, okay, so I, I really want to embrace this. Mm-hmm. That means that when I embrace identity, I accept the fact that I am fully known and fully loved by God. Now, what does that give me courage to live out my purpose? Like, how does that help me? So you talk about this as a parent, right? Because if I know that I'm fully known and fully loved, I can live with my adult kids. I can I can sit in that consultant seat and manage the tension because God, th- I'm not on trial. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. having to validate I'm a good parent mm-hmm. by them seeking my advice or counsel. I mm-hmm. just I just have to be known. Mm. I have to be loved. And when they the thing inside of them you're talking about, which I agree with, that's like yeah. I, I want your input. Like if I if I if I'm able just to sit there and embrace that. Yeah. And know my purpose is it's to speak when I'm invited with my adult kids. That yeah. helps me. Known and loved allows me to live out that purpose of consultant better as a parent. You know, it reminded me of a lesson that I learned when I was working for Apple. And they have this uh, terminology of are you making a withdrawal or are you making mm-hmm. a deposit mm-hmm. into somebody's life? Yeah. Right. So anytime you take a withdrawal from somebody, you need to make sure that you're also making a deposit back into that relationship. So let's say you have, you know, a fight with somebody or a disagreement or an argument with somebody. You are withdrawing from that or maybe you're being selfish in a situation. You are withdrawing from that relationship like you would withdraw funds from a bank account. Right. At some point that bank account is going to become depleted and get into a negative balance if you don't start putting a deposit back into it, right? Mm-hmm. So what you are saying there is if I, if I want to be known and I want to be loved, then that is receiving from somebody. I mm-hmm. need love. I need respect. I need to be known. And so I'm, I'm consuming that. And if I'm not super careful in my intense intentionalities with the relationship that I have, I always, then I need to reciprocate that I need to love I need to let them know they're being known. And I think for men, I think respect has a lot to do with yeah, a feeling yeah, of sure. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, those are things I think that we can do and be very purposeful in our relationships is just making sure that uh, you are not only withdrawing 
Yeah. But you're making some good deposits there. So let it be said that you and I both have a love affair with Apple. Okay, so let's <laughs> let, 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 let's let's just say that because so you you just really you stumbled onto something. So when it comes to purpose, I can have values that I believe, but do they align with the values I practice? Hmm. Okay, because this is where purpose becomes huge. Mm-hmm. I can have a stated purpose. But do my values that I live out? So you you just you just talked about your time at Apple. So uh, I saw the brilliance, and maybe you may not agree with me, listener. But this is I saw the brilliancy of the iPhone upgrade program with Apple because like there's no finance charge to this, and every year you get a new phone. Now you're you're making perpetual payment, yeah. payment sure. But it's a business expense for me. Like my phone is my office, yeah, and forty dollars a month is probably the best deal I can get. Pretty justifiable office anywhere, right? Yeah. Right. And so I went in to get my upgrade uh, uh, actually last week. Oh, nice. So you talk about this value of what, what did you say is the value is it's the, like deposit. Like what are you depositing into people? Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and what, are, what are you debiting? So uh, the Apple retail stores just reopened last week for people to be able to come in. Yeah. Okay. So there's a supervisor that is working with the guy trace who was trace that's your shout out was 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 you know kind of he actually got hired right before covid hit oh so he has to be refreshed because everything he's been doing has been online and, yeah. and supporting people this year yeah so but nowhere in that time so trace ends up his family is from chicago i'm from chicago and so we're having this whole exchange now are there other people waiting for an apple representative yes but in that moment, was Trace reprimanded or corrected for all this interaction that was happening about his parents are pastors in Chicago, now in Arizona? Like, was any of that meaningful conversation corrected? No. Why? Because in that moment, if the value stated, it has to be lived out in, the, in, in its purpose. Like, that's a purpose of we want to deposit into people. That's ultimately measured by the the values that are demonstrated. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you know, that was probably a 10 minute longer interaction than it needed to be. Mm. But what does that 10 minutes actually do? So this is the point is when we live on purpose, mm. the values demonstrated, that's the impact. Like that's, that's ultimately their impact because I can say I have a value of loving God, loving people, but are my values demonstrated actually showing that those values are actually true. Are true. Yeah. Are you and living out? Are, you, are your actions speaking as loud as your words? Because for me, the reason why I know that that system's working for Apple, I never remember a name, John. Like I'm horrible <laughs> with names. Like, how do I remember this guy's name? Because over the course of 10 minutes of conversation, yeah. there was a meaningful interaction yeah. that allowed me to see, you didn't see me as a customer. You saw me as a person. Yeah. That was just picking up an Apple product. The interesting interesting thing with that environment is if you're not in the sales part of it where people are coming in and it's like Christmas morning, I'm getting a new device. If you're on the other end of the store, you're coming in because you have a challenge with with your device. And that's frustrating, right? And so what what do you do in that moment as a as the Apple consultant? And that's to do everything in your power, everything in your arsenal to make sure that that customer feels heard and right. that you're going to help them and you're going to help solve their problem. And at the end of the time, 
you know, hopefully the resolution was where that person needed it to be. But those are good life lessons there, right? Anytime we're engaged with somebody, um, my time that I have with you on this podcast, it's very purposeful, right? Yeah. We come in, we talk, we, we share, we dialogue, and hopefully at the end of 20, 25 minutes, we've given some tangible uh, takeaways for anybody that's listening, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're, we can always be purposeful with anything that we go into life, no matter how big or how small, right? Right. You know? The challenge is, is that purpose is ultimately evaluated by people. That, that, so that's the big point I really want to make today. I, listen to this quote by Rick Warren. He okay. says, without God, life has no purpose. And without purpose, life has no meaning. Without meaning, life has no significance or hope. Hmm. And, and if you think about this, this idea that the, the, the challenge for us is that we have to choose to, to live out purpose because that's what's going to give meaning. And, and the purpose of God is always connected to, to people, hmm. impacting people. That, you know, so think about this. Ooh. Go back to Genesis chapter 12, because to me, that's the most significant uh, chapter separating the Bible from everything previous to Genesis 12, everything after. Like, that's the dividing line, because that's when Abraham gets this amazing promise from God that sets the whole trajectory of the Bible to see Jesus come and ultimately redeem the world, right? And God basically says, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do something in you and through you. You know, you're going to be a great nation. You're going to get a land. You're going to be a people. But this is the thing he says is, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed because of you. Hmm. So in other words, Abraham, I'm blessing you to be a blessing. You want to live on purpose, understand that this, this identity is a blessing and it's, we're meant to give it away as a blessing to others. Hmm. So anything to do with purpose has to ultimately be evaluated, but how does it impact people? You said something just a minute ago, and I want to see if you can recall the phrase where you talked about investing in, in somebody. Do you remember exactly what you said? Because it was really, really good. Uh, Putting you on the spot here. Uh, yeah, I say a lot of things. John. That are really, really good. <laughs> No, you said that our purpose in life is to make sure that we're properly investing in somebody else's life. Yeah, yeah. It was along those lines. And that is that is really, really important for all of us to remember that um, in, in Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life, it starts out with it's not about you, right? It's it does, my purpose that, that in my a, life yeah. is not about me and my purpose. It's about God's purpose in my life. And what am I doing to impact the life of other people? Right. Well, I think a lack of meaning in, in, in my life, the lack of meaning exists primarily when I forget that my life is not just for me. Hmm. You know, uh, there are different versions of, of selfishness in me that I have to always battle and have to have to always address. The, hmm. the selfishness is my native sinful nature. Hmm. Choosing to set aside selfishness is always a conscious decision. When I remember who I am and I remember that my life is meant to be lived on purpose, it, it is that constant battle of I have to take off selfishness to, to embrace intentional mm-hmm. living. Mm-hmm. One thing that I was wanting to talk about today, and I don't want to take too much time on it, but just for some of our younger listeners that might be out there, I know that when I was in college and trying to determine what my purpose in life was, you know, should I take this class? Should I do this major? Should I go and live in this town? Should I take that job? Should I marry this person? Right. (laughs) 
the encouragement that I have is, you know, don't put the purposes that God has for your life in a box. Yeah. Your purposes are not defined by the job that you take or the major that you get in college or the classes that you take or the town or the city in which you live in. Those are all important and they can help define you as a person over time. But just remember that God can use you no matter where you are planted. Yeah. And that is just really, really important for each and every one of us because the seasons in life are going to change. You are going to possibly get laid off. You are going to experience a a tragedy. You are going to have to make a decision on, do I do this or do I do this? And there's not going to be a clear answer from the Lord on one way or the other. And and be rejoiceful in that because he's giving you the freedom to choose, right? So the Lord's purposes can be lived out in our lives no matter where he has us planted. And that really comes down to um, what is the investment into the lives of those around us no matter where we are that are pointing not only yourself, but those individuals back to an obedient, fulfilled life uh, for Christ. Psalm 57, 2, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Hmm. That, that's what you're saying right there. What, what you're saying right there is instead of trying just to like plan your life, like seek God because hmm. God is going to reveal that here is yeah. the greatest difficulty seek first his kingdom 100% and all these things will be added to yeah. you. the 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 greatest difficulty of youth is you have all the energy and minimal life experience hmm. the greatest difficulty for me as a 50 no year is as I have a lot of life experience and, and not no. the energy <laughs> so if if you really are that young person and that just resonated with you your best play is to find somebody older to walk with you yeah. in that journey, to not do it alone. Yeah. And and the reality is, is all of us would love to have like a mentor just drop into our lap and I have called you to be mine. Hmm. That's not how it happens. You want somebody to invest and you got to chase them till they catch you. I was just going to say, who yeah. did we learn that from? Oh, Scott, Scott right <laughs> yeah. Go back, Go and, back listen and listen to, that, to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. That's right. So on that, thank you, Matt. That is that was really good um, for for those of you that are a little bit younger in life and and have all the energy and and are getting the experiences that life brings. You know, finding somebody that was willing to pour into you, uh, be intentional with that relationship. That'll really help you. It's out not a lot. just for young people. So I remember a few epi- I don't know not a few episodes back. But I talked about it. I had just gotten we, back every, every, from yeah. flying to Denver to spend a day with my mentor. Yep, I'm 51, yep. and I still have a mentor. Every Why? area in life. Because we all need people older than us yeah. investing in us. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to announce that next week dun, 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 dun. we're having another interview. Uh, this is with uh, a, a colleague of mine. His name is Jason, and he is actually the visual arts pastor at Saddleback Church in California. Yeah. And so, you know, we all know Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life. Um, Well, he is on staff at that same church. And we are going to be talking about his journey as a pastor in the creative arts area as ministry. And so... I'm really, really excited about that because we find our identity in Christ by the talents 
and the, um, yeah. and the abilities that he gives to us. And so how do we use those talents and abilities that God has given to us to, you know, find that true identity that he's given to us, but also be very intent and very purposeful with those things. So I'm really looking forward to our That's conversation awesome. yeah, I'm excited, next man. week with, with Jason. And so you're going to want to join us for that. So Matt, with that, do you have any final words of wisdom as I we close out do. our identity in Christ as it relates to our purposes? T.D. Jakes. Yes. I love this quote. All right. When we watch people fully engaged in their purpose, it's confirmation that God has given each of us a destiny. Mm. Listen to that one more time. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, I love this quote. When we watch people fully engaged in their purpose, it's confirmation that God has given each of us a destiny. Hmm. Great quote. That is a great quote. Let's go ahead and end with that. Thank you for joining us today on the state of charge podcast. We look forward to doing this with you each and every week and be sure to join us next week as we talk to Jason. He is the uh, visual arts pastor at Saddleback Community Church. Thanks for joining us.